when my team wins a big game, it's good. But when my team doesn't win the big game, you better look out, Buster. I'm a loose cannon. This is not good at all. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Too Much Dip. Your host, KJ Ellis, sitting right beside the ever-beaming, always handsome, newly engaged Dylan Shivery. Oh, I thought you were talking about Dave for a sec there. Uh, The OJ clip will never not make me laugh. (laughs) He's just saying, like he's, he listened to the man. You know, context uh, excluded. It is uh, yeah. OJ's a content king. Sometimes the worst people are. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, look, I'm very happy to be here. We have like real c- college football this week. Games that actually count. Kind of snuck up on me. We said football can't get here soon enough, and, and here it is. It's here. Well, and, uh, I for one cannot be happier about it. Man enough for you to show up. I think this is our first mono a mono uh, podcast situation. Is it? Over the course of a year plus, uh, I think this is the first time you and I sat down uh, across from the mics without well, David meddling in our business. I'm happy to not be sitting next to you because as Dave pointed out on Circling Back, you looked a lot bigger than I did <laughs> on camera. So Was it clear? I'm like trying to like... Yeah, I'm trying to sit up a little bit. I'm trying to shrink myself here for the camera this time. Yeah. Well, since you're here, I am here. The man who is not is joining us digitally. One, David C. Ruff. Live in 5K. Thanks for having me. I thought you were live from like the Adolphus Hotel or something, uh, or the Drixel, Driscoll, Driscoll, Driscoll. There you go, Drip School. It's haunted, you know. Speaking of spooky season, which we weren't actually speaking of, but no, this is just my my home, KJ. Uh, you must be you must be thinking because of my 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 just blind sitch behind me. Yes, it's exquisite. I'm jealous of it as somebody with a. Uh, Walking, talking, and willing to grab everything uh, 13 month old. Yeah, I did it. I, I use moths. Uh, I'm envious of your, uh, what do you call it, window dressing situation. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, I think that, that works. Uh, did you guys not do this when Rhodes was uh, born? Or was Brett here or something? We probably had Brett on. Or Will. Okay. That sounds about right. But on today's show, we will get into more football than I think any of us expected to talk about. But before that, need to remind all of you, follow Too Much Dip on Twitter. That's Too Much Dip with two Ps on Twitter, Too Much Dip Podcast on IG. And definitely follow Meat Smokers Only on Instagram. Dude, did you see the heat that was posted there last night? Oh, uh, did I go check it out? I did not. I missed it. Oh, thanks for following uh, Meat Smokers Only on the gram. I got to shout out uh, Icebox, Pete Hart. Oh, sorry, Dave. I had kind of a busy day yesterday, man. (laughs) I can't look at all your comments, dog. Don't care. We're posting tri-tips. Okay. Well, there was a tri-delt showing some French dips online, and I I, I saw that photo. I didn't see the tri-tips, but I'll, I'll go back and see that. A tried out showing some French dips. Is that that's what French you said? tips? French oh, dips. French no, tips. I don't know what you, what do you call the nail thing. Oh, I thought you meant she was she was dipping her sandwich in some au jus. <laughs> I love a good French dip. Bless you. Yeah. But uh yeah. you like that? That's a dad joke for you. KJ, uh, I've seen that movie. I don't know what movie that is. Is this a movie? Did I just rip a line off? Somebody no. else is doing au jus jokes? 
I'm just being, I'm just being fun. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's not where I followed up with any sort of, uh, off color, <laughs> uh, historical context. No, go check it out. Meat smokers only. We're going to have, uh, we're going to actually, actually, I swear to God this time we're ramping up content. The keys have been turned over to some people who know what they're doing. And what we posted last night, it was just fan. It made me feel like less of a man. I've already committed my household to be breaking out the Blackstone a little, a little more frequently. And then your boy went to uh, Costco, as as he will every weekend. Uh, meat prices are back in a uh, very delectable range. Snag a brisket for about forty bucks instead of like eighty bucks, like it was looking in the summer. So, okay, I think it's time. Maybe we should talk a little. Uh, We'll smoke off to start this season. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Any of you got any announcements to uh, make before we actually do our show? David, anything from you? Yes. So thank you so much. Uh, I just want to say that I am going to watch so much freaking college football this season. It's not going to be funny. Wow. You won't believe how much I watch. Uh, I'll be dialed in on Twitter, on social media. I'll be posting about it, talking about it on here. We're going to be doing a live stream on Thursdays. It just gets into – did we we, did we decide if we're doing – we're just doing all the football. We're doing all the football, college, NFL, whatever. If we got time, we're doing it Thursdays before Thursday night football kick. And I, I just can't wait personally. We've got a special guest who might be joining us. You guys may know him. I'm not going to name him. You could probably guess. It might be. Could be. It could be him. It could be a guy who maybe wants to talk about his trip to the uh, great continent of Africa for an hour who it might be him we don't know scott hansen correct okay that's that's huge we might get a guy who's like the one last detroit lions fan uh out there uh to join us one week if dan campbell can stop biting ankles and win some games this year wow wow they have one left apparently i thought we were talking will to freeze i was talking will to freeze yes yeah right yes oh sick 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 Well, um, that's not the announcement I was hinting at. For those who have not listened to the Circling Back podcast, of which there are probably so many listeners out there who are just like, you know what? I need some sports. I'm going to too much dip. I've never heard of these Circling Back guys. Dylan. Yes. You uh, been hanging yes. out with your boy Neil Lane? Uh, I, I, didn't go to, I didn't go to Neil. <laughs> no, I went to uh, a, different, a different diamond fella. But, uh, yeah. Jacob? Your boy got uh, not, not Jacob the jeweler, no. <laughs> but I, I hear he does fine work. No, yeah, I got engaged over the weekend. Congratulations! Thank you. Yeah, I hit a knee, I hit a knee on Sunday morning, uh, kind of unexpectedly. Um, I plan to do it in the coming weeks, and the, oh uh, an opportunity just pre- presented itself, and I jumped on it. And uh, your boy is engaged to be married. They said yes. They said yes. So. Well, uh, I won't try to stir any controversy, but I know it might be difficult for you to pick between, uh, you know, your countless other friend group and uh, potential co-host from your other show. But I'd like to be the first to not only offer my services as uh, best man uh, when Parks is uh, so politely declines. Um, you know, just throwing it out there. Yeah, the card is um, out there. We're looking for an officiant <laughs> if you, uh, you, you want to marry us. Hey, that, you that, know? that could be in the works. But, yeah, if, is, if Parks does accept, he will be my best man. Uh, no groomsmen. Gosh, we decided. This is no, going to be no groomsmen, no bridesmaids, just uh, best man and, and maid of honor. Our two, you know, children. And so. you're doing this at uh, the the blind pig, right? The blind pig. We already I reserved the uh, the top deck there. Um, Two dollar you call it. 
It'll be nice. fun, a fun day. After party at Bat Bar. We'll be there. Yeah. Excellent. Well, we're, congratulations. We're very excited. Very happy. Thank you very much. And uh, man, one last announcement. I would also like to add, you know, on the heels of that, if again, I did throw this out there circling back, but you can never have too many applicants. Uh, you know, somebody who's not a complete whip, but also is good at Warzone. Um, Dylan uh, sneakily might have been one of our best players. So uh, there's no way that's true. And if that's true, that would explain why we never win. This <laughs> <laughs> is not true. The lone wolf himself. Um, you know, we might have some more space available on the team. Holler at your boy. We had a sneaky fifth last night. We did. Love a good sneaky fifth place. Is it bad that I forgot? Uh, I completely forgot you were in on that because I remember talking to Zach at the beginning of the night and completely forgot. I apologize. Uh, well, you know, my, my two kills went largely unnoticed. <laughs> All right. Enough about us. Uh, there were two different social media events that went down last week that uh, evoked the good name of Buffalo Bills Mafia. One of which was uh, wakeboarding on a uh, fold-up table. Uh, as someone who's never attempted wakeboarding and certainly has never broken their back while doing as such, like to the point where it's creating this uncomfortable uh, position that he's in right now. <laughs> How difficult would it be to actually try to, quote-unquote, get up on a uh, fold-out table like that? You know what video we're talking about? I don't know what video you're talking about. Uh, David oh, someone wakeboarded on a fold-out table. Somebody took a fold-out table onto, like, towing line or whatnot, and they got up uh, um, using that as their wakeboard, per se. We'll Gosh. share. It. We'll share it to the people. I should have shared it to Randy if I was a professional. We could have watched this all as friends. I don't know how I missed this. I wanted to spring this on you, David. You, since you know, because you're getting you know, engaged. Yeah, exactly. Fair, fair. You're too busy uh, getting down to be getting up on a wakeboard, okay. uh, David. Since you're uh, in tune with what I'm talking about, while well, I share this to uh, Dylan here on the side, um, what uh, what would you say the difficulty here is? Um, it's. It's a card table um, of some sort, and I don't know how buoyant it is. Um, I'm not a buoyant expert. And, and also, if you were to catch an edge, possible impalement from the legs. So, yeah, there's a number of uh, risk factors here on the uh, card table deal here. Why not just rip the legs off of that before you try this yeah. stunt? That... I'm inclined to say it's fairly easy to get up on it if you are someone who wakeboards. Okay. Um, that looks like it's not, it wasn't super challenging. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, fair. That was the first. But, uh, it, it poses a, a, a number of threats. Yeah. Like they said, getting impaled is one of them. So you, you probably not a good idea. Involuntary vasectomy being the other. Oh, yes. uh, David, I think Hello. you added this note here. Uh, I did hear you guys bat around the milk crate challenges. It's being talked about on Twitter a little bit. Oh yeah. Uh, you're asking what Bill's Mafia would do if, if this was uh, an option at Dude, their tailgates? The, the worst thing that can happen is if Bill's Mafia sees this. And, and let me be clear. I don't know how many people in Bill's Mafia are aware of the Milk Crate Challenge, <laughs> but yeah, I, it, it would be bad. Whoever let this um, get out and become viral right before football season, it was that was very irresponsible of them, knowing that Bill's Mafia does have access to the Internet and Twitter. And, and Milk Crates, presumably. Yes. And presumably milk crates, yes. Well, if my discovery feed has anything to say about how culture trickles down via these challenges and reels or TikToks, if you will, uh, given the demographic breakdown of these milk crate challenges as it's been so far, it's only a matter of time, therefore, it's just nothing but housewives and, uh, you know, potentially 
gentlemen who are currently in a fraternity uh, begin to recreate these videos on their own. So likely coming to a tailgate near you. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to use that as uh, my reason for not doing one is that I don't want to appropriate this from black Twitter. <laughs> so I, I, I am politely declining any milk, cha- milk crate challenge. Thank you. <laughs> it is a lot like, uh, I guess you call them beer Rita's now, the frozen margarita with the Corona or Coronita. Oh yeah. Uh, into the top of it. How like one day there were just every bar had one or over the course of a year, everyone had one. And I guess you could say ranch water's taking that turn. I feel like that's how this happened. Like all of a sudden everybody had a video. So yeah, that, that's the thing. Like it, I didn't see it for the first time until, I don't know, maybe two or three days ago. And apparently I was one of the last ones because there are hundreds of them on the TL right now. So either people jumped on them extremely fast when it became popular or I just haven't known about it for a long time, and everyone else has. I'm not sure how that happened. I think uh, there they, there may be some opportunities, you know, sharks t- a Shark Tank-esque opportunity here that maybe we get some branded milk crates, we sell them, um, along with the appropriate padding. Um, but it just says, you know, they're, maybe they're dip sets, so dip boxes. I don't know. We can work ooh. on the branding, but, you know, you get some teal and yellow colored crates when you're doing these challenges. Get out there. Just keep him out of Buffalo. <laughs> Seriously. Austin Bills will be this here soon. Yeah, Austin Bills, man. Can you imagine if oh my God. Just the 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 Austin socialites like trying to appropriate Bill's mafia culture like here. <laughs> it would just be the most lame thing. Oh my God. You're gonna have a Pat McAfee esque uh McConaughey moment where McConaughey is up on top of an RV or an on an R V. Maybe he'll do a moon tower and all right, all right and jump off straight into a, a folding table. All right, all right, all right, that is. <laughs> and then wake surf on said folding table. <laughs> <laughs> well I know a lot of people have been asking for it. Many of us have been waiting, but I think it's time that, uh... It's time to hit the dip line. 833-371-DIP. Again, 833-371-DIP with two Ps. Remember, dip responsibly. Oh, and this one, it's for Dippy. Every time I hear that guy, it sounds oddly like David, but I just just don't know where it's from. It's great voiceover work. Can I pull back the curtain on the, on the dip line real quick? Okay. So uh, the dip line was not operational for about a week. And the reason for that is uh, I left I, someone, someone uh, compromised or got my debit card. I think I dropped it at the gym and bought a $350 purchase at Academy. Mm. So I had to change cards and uh, I didn't change. I didn't update the voicemail payment. So we were, we were down for about a week, but we're back now. Okay. We're back and we're dipping. You're saying the way that the account was set up, you know, it was just going to take a minute to get the money from here to there, but we're back in the dip business. I get you. I get you. Correct. Well, let's dive right in. Thank you, first and foremost, to those uh, loyal dippers out there. For those who want to hit the dip lines themselves, 833-371-DIP. That is with two Ps, 833-371-DIP. Let's uh let's just draw, dive right in. Let's see if I can pull this up on the fly. Hey, old fellas, uh, it's boy K Money. Giving you a break from the NASCAR minute because I know nobody besides me gives even the slightest fuck about NASCAR. Uh, given that this coming weekend opens college football season, me and some of the boys are starting to make some plans. 
so I was just curious. Let's say hypothetically you're all in your mid to late twenties, no kids. Uh, what would be your move to kick off a day of consuming college gig football with the homies? You gonna go snag a big breakfast at the local diner? Uh, you going full psycho, cracking a beer at eight a.m. before college game day even starts? Or you maybe gonna kiss fight the fellas for a few hours to uh, just set the vibe for the day? Mm. I mean, no. Great question. This is a great question. This is your college football pregame situation. I guess you want to set the ground rules for us Can I, can I piggyback on this question yeah. and kind of add like another layer to it? Okay. Where would you ideally want this to be? Which college town okay. would you want this to take place in? Um, Follow-up question before we begin answering. Are we assuming that we're not attending a game, we're just watching a day's worth of games? I think it's up to you. Okay. I think if you want to watch the game, you go I mean, to the game, then you're, that's part of your, your plan. If not, you can uh, do whatever you want. David, you want to start us off here? Sure. Like, So I think he was just asking, like, he's just a guy in a non-college town, just going to yeah. fire it up. Or he's definitely not going to the game. But, like, for me, if I, and, and also, like, the hypo, if you're in your 20s, no kids, presumably single – um, or single enough to where you can get out with uh, Du Bois because it is Saturday. Um, everybody knows that's Poe Du Bois. Um, <laughs> I think. Uh, I'm just dude, I, I'm, I've never been a get up seven a.m. Even in like my college days, crack a beer at eight o'clock in the morning and throw on game day. I, I can't. It just doesn't do well for me. I can't. I'm not really that guy, pal. Maybe a bloody, maybe a bloody or something, but. That's not my move. Um, I do like the idea of a big breakfast with with the lads if you want to get crazy. Uh, maybe hit up IHOP or maybe a Waffle House, something like that. I don't think you can go wrong there. I don't hate it. Uh, you mean waffles on game day? That's that's what you're talking about doing? Really? A Rudy Tootie Fresh and Fruity from Denny's, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. For me, I'll say this. Assuming I'm not going to the game. Uh, because if, if we throw in a game here, it's going to be entirely dependent on what time of day said game is, and then likely tailgate dependent. Um, I'll save that for another day because I think that there's a lot of discussion that needs to go on between the Grove, the Ole Miss is a name that's going to come up. I don't know, a lot of people around the country are raving about this thing called the Boulevard for SMU. Um mm. And there's probably some good scenes like out on the West Coast I don't even know about that happen, like with – Oregon games and whatnot. Um, but sticking to my situation that if I was post-grad, knew that I had a full slate of games with the fellas and we were out and about, assuming kickoff is what, usually 11 o'clock for us or noon for us central time? Noon. Noon. I no. don't want to see anybody's face. I think 11. it's 11. 11. Yeah, 11 yeah. central. Like big NFL noon Saturdays yeah. is, yeah. Big noon Saturdays is Eastern time. So I don't want to see anybody's face until 10 o'clock at that point. Like, I'm fully going into this situation with the mentality that, like, this is going to be a 10 to 10 day. So I'm hydrating. Maybe I'll get a little workout in that morning. Probably not. But if, if I can go find myself a sauna and or a pool to dip into before I get out and about, I'll do that, and then I'm eating at the first place that we're watching the game. And I'm then so disappointed in both of you guys. There's no, there's no pause in the game from there on out. I'll tell you that much. Like you might as well, you know, pack my back pocket with stingers, some water bottles in my hip pocket, maybe some liquid IVs in my front pocket, because it's a marathon after that. Dave's going to IHOP, and you're going to the gym on game day. What, <laughs> what are you guys doing? Getting our minds right for the battle that lies ahead. Like I'm not trying to see like Kirk Herbstreet in the morning 
you know, next to like decrepitly Corso, and then watch him like opening up the game at night, and then you know, look getting like up early. You don't have to. You don't have to flip on game day. Yeah, you do. You don't. I mean, I'm just saying that doesn't have to be like the like central like theme of your morning. You know, it could be just like yeah, it's it's on. But okay, one of the best college football game days I've ever experienced was when. A buddy and I woke up at 3 – I was younger, obviously. I was in my 20s. We woke up at 3 a.m. and Jeez. drove from, from Austin to Dallas for Texas OU weekend. We get okay. there at 6. Our friends were already waiting for us, and we started drinking immediately. Bloody Marys. Wow. I think some of them were drinking bourbon. It was early. I get it. Um, and we just parlayed that into an entire day of – of course, went to the state fair at one point. Um, so I, I do like the early rise, early drink situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like the only time you can really do it, in my opinion. It's like start drinking that early because it's like a full slate of yeah. everything happening. Um, so I, I when his when he posed this question, I envision you're in the town, okay, where the game is occurring. You know, not like you're living in Chicago and you happen to be an Ohio State fan. Um, like I picture being in like Baton Rouge. I got which you. is for my money the best, by far the best game day experience I've ever been to. I've never been to Oxford, granted. For great things, but waking up early, drinking some bloodies, maybe going to a big breakfast somewhere, like a big Cajun breakfast somewhere in town or something like that, you know, and then um, hitting the bars after that a little bit, going to a tailgate before the game, but not a tailgate that you are hosting yourself. Jeez, that's... All the legwork involved oh. in that is an <clears throat> absolute nightmare. Hats off to people who host tailgates. There's so much that goes into it. And I, used, I used to be a part of a, mm-hmm. a big group that did one here in, in Austin. It's logistically a tough thing to pull off. I will say that there are many things that we, you know, at our age range, mid thirties, uh, with an asterisk, uh, missed out on as far as like college experience. Like you could add Uber to the list, you could add Airbnb to the list, and then add uh, the setup that I know SMU has. And I'm sure every other big school has this too, where there are companies that you call. A few people will show up, essentially unload your car, and they'll have ice chests set up, and they will fully break down and repack up and have all of your shit ready to go and sometimes loaded back into your car, and you can just head to the game. Like a full 360 service. Like you don't have to worry about bringing your TV out and making sure, you know, your buddy Pete has the satellite TV subscription set up and you've got a 150 foot cable that you're setting up and you're, you're plugging in the engineering building. Like it just sucks. And then somebody goes to the game and you're like, <laughs> yeah. oh, can I leave my stuff here? I'm, I'll, I'll be back at halftime. You have to like, really love doing that kind of stuff. I love hosting stuff, and I actually do partake each year in in, in one at the Boulevard. Uh, it's generators. It's just a getting lot. Getting up at the crack of dawn and working the, the the smoker or the grill all day, and it's make sure you have enough like food and and you know paper plates and napkins and who's providing the alcohol? Do we, do we have enough ice? It, it's it's a nightmare. And then you're kind of beholden to the policies of the stadium. Like, can you leave at halftime, go out to the parking lot, and come back in? Yeah. Which I get why stadiums allow it because they just don't want fans to disappear and not come back in the second half. Yeah. But it is an, a whip to have to deal with, like, oh, get back out there and set up again for halftime and turn things over you and then watch be, games from out there. You in have the to be half. wired for that kind of thing. And so hats it's, off to those people. I'm glad I don't it's honestly – it's worse than being the guy who owns the boat that everybody's going out on. Like – Yeah. Because it's – For sure. It, 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 it's comparable, and I, th- I think it's actually worse. And it's just, it's, I've been that guy in college. Oh, God, we had such bootleg tailgates in college. 
I will say that uh, something I wouldn't be offended by or something, and, and again, if it's out there, I'd like to see more of it. I need a QR code with whoever's Venmo or yeah. PayPal or whatever is hosting because at this point where I've got no issue buying my own beers for the whole day, like there's no worse feeling than like feeling like you've got to navigate between the person you knew at the tailgate and the person that's running the tailgate yeah. and like shake one hand to make sure you don't get asked. Yeah. The, so who do you know here? Yeah. And you're like caught <laughs> at the wedding. Like, well, I know I was invited. I know yeah. Joe who knows Pete and they were roommates. If you do stop by a tailgate and you spend more than an hour there and you're drinking their alcohol or eating their food, maybe at least ask like, yep. who's running the show show here? Can I drop, you know, drop them a 20 spot or something to help out? And they'll usually say, no, don't worry about it, you know, but you've got to offer. Yeah. You absolutely have to offer. Sure. Great so, question. Um, in my dream scenario, though, I am stopping by a tailgate <laughs> that I'm not hosting. Exactly. Maybe two and a half, three hours before the game actually starts. Okay. Uh, getting a few drinks, I mean, then I'm going into the game. Okay. And if it's a blowout, I'm leaving early. <laughs> can we, uh, can I request something? Yeah. Can we find a Saturday this season that we're all available and that we can do a, like, we all we do it up down here or we do it up there in Dallas and we post up somewhere and we just go like we're 24 without a care in the world. We just go morning to evening, see how hard we can go and just do nothing but watch college football. All in. Dave, have you ever done the state fair on uh, Texas OU weekend? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a good time. I've never done that. It's I've, a good time. Uh, you know, done the Cotton it's Bowl. It's totally different than a traditional tailgate experience, obviously, because yeah. – there's a fair. You can't set up your own <laughs> your own plot, you know, and get a TV and a tent out there. But it's it's very very cool. Uh, yeah, that that's always seemed you know top tier in terms of just unique experiences. But as far as posting up somewhere and watching in Dallas, there's a place called Christie's that's recently relocated. So I don't know what their setup will be this year. But Lavaca Street in downtown Austin yeah. is a top tier place to watch sports. You know, should you find yourself in a, hey, let me find somewhere to watch 10 hours worth of games. LSU bar, no? Uh, Possibly. I think it is. I think it's, what's Rustic Tap? Is that an LSU bar too? Yeah, and actually so is a Shoal Creek Saloon on Lamar. Wow, that. LSU is just taking over Austin. Go Tigers. Uh, I got to say, that's a that's a fun crowd to watch a game with. But that is LSU. on top of oh, my yeah. list. If people are asking for tips on what to do on a game day in Austin, if you're not going to UT game, Lavaca Street on first or whatever it is. Not first. Yeah, it's first. Uh, and downtown is the way to go for sure because the food there is better than any food you'll find anywhere um, with surf and turf connected to it. So way off track. Let's get to the next question real quick because uh, I think this one will be a quick one. Here on Too Much Debt. <laughs> this is Hector from H from H Town. So, quick, uh, quick, uh, put yourself in my shoes situation. Well, plot twist: it was not a quick put yourselves in my shoes situation. So, because it was not very tactical, I'm going to go ahead and skip ahead an entire okay, minute okay. before we get Hector's question. F you. You know what I mean? Uh, at what point do you go from? Yes, you're right. We're sorry. That sucks that they did that to uh, – we don't care because clearly we are that guy, pal. We are that guy in regards to, you know, being that good. So, anyways, just curious. Uh, I know that uh, the, 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 the right card is just 
you know, letting people probably drag you. But at some point, man. And there I'll save Hector from doing my least favorite thing and answering his first, his own question. <laughs> but what Hector is asking us is if you're an Astros fan, at what point do you stop the mea culpa of like, hey, we're sorry, we cheated, you know, falling on the sword years and years later? Because if you haven't checked, they are leading the AL West. They are likely going to have the best record in the AL, um, you know, better than the White Sox most likely. I don't think they're a better team, but they are doing quite well with yeah. Dusty Baker as their manager. And, you know, I got to tell you, the, the post-cheating scandal Astros being good at baseball is one of the worst things that's happened to me in recent memory. <laughs> um, I can't stand the fact that they're so good right now. I hate it. Um, as but, a reformed Astros fan yourself? Oh, no, I've never been an Astros fan, sir. Okay, somebody pull that tape. Please do. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, it, it's, it's causing a lot of people to, like, swallow their words a little bit. Um, God, if they win the World Series, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to quit. <laughs> David, uh, I kind of like the approach Ross adopted because there's really no there's really no other way you can play it if you're especially if you're a content personality like you can't just be like the apologetic like yeah guys really sorry but we've moved on from it like that's not fun that's not electric you gotta you gotta lean all the way into it and. Should I have found my favorite team uh, involved in a systematic cheating scandal that negated, you know, the biggest moment in our franchise's history, then <laughs> I would lean all the way in because what else are you going to do? You guys say, yeah, we're the bad boys of baseball. Fine, let's play that card. Let's do it. Um, now, it wouldn't necessarily be in good faith. I wouldn't feel good about it, but I would have to. Well, Let's say it wasn't a baseball team and the favorite, you know, the program that you follow was, you know, nailed to the ground and you know, given what they term the death penalty for cheating. And then years later, they say it's okay to pay players. Like, you know, you don't feel vindicated, vindicated in the moment. I agree with your approach. However, for really more inspiration, I had to look to a show that not many people are out there watching anymore besides myself, and that's The Walking Dead. And a uh, plot in that show is uh, all about a character named Negan, if you will. And uh, Negan's been welcomed into the bigger group, and there's only so long you can push Negan, and Maggie's really trying. It's, she's on the edge, if you will. And the premiere last night really just reminded everyone what happens when you push those characters to said edge. More on Too Much Dips crossover with The Walking Dead that's never going to happen. Dude, what did just happen? You absolutely <laughs> made me want to watch it, and I haven't watched it in like three years. Dude, oh. Negan is why I quit watching that show. He got so dark. I was, like, I was like, man, this show, they, it, it jumped a shark for me, man. It was too much. Nobody needs uh, any more too much or too much dip walking dead he crossover talk. But brains in. I was like, I, I'm out. Yeah. Well, he uh, looked Maggie in the eye and said, beg like Glenn did. This show's but, still uh, on? Yeah. The Final fuck? season just premiered last night. Final season, whatever. Oh, my God. Started Who's still night. alive? A lot of people. But more on that, uh, never. <laughs> <laughs> More on that, that never. Go Astros, I, I guess. And for our final question, one that I don't know that I quite have an answer to, so uh, let's let's uh, review this as a group, and hopefully I didn't get these backwards. It's Connor in Wichita. Long time, first time here. I uh, don't mean to step on Devin's toes, but did he ever pay off the football season bet from last year of doing an entire podcast with the Cole Campbell headset? I'm just curious. Let me know. So that's Connor from Wichita is asking if Dylan ever paid off the the dip or the dip picks payoff of the Cole Campbell headset. I barely remember making that bet. David, 
Did I lose that bet? I don't think you did. <laughs> if I there did, were some I issues. Pay up. There were some issues. Because unlike Dave, I, I pay my bets. Oh, <laughs> uh, I can think of one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't remember, but I will gladly pay that one. That's an easy one. I just had to acquire a headset, which I assume was like seven bucks off Amazon. We we can get this done. Yeah, David, I thought you might have lost this. There was an issue because my son was born and there was a week where my picks, there was a week where one of my picks did not get correctly um, mm-hmm. counted. And then there was an issue with my picks. Somebody made them. I don't know. I, I'm more than happy to wear it. If you guys want me to do it, I will do it. The final week of picks, which were this was the Super Bowl. Going back in our document that I tracked everything on, you'd picked the winner of the Super Bowl. You were not present for any of the prop picks. And so that missed you. That missed out on several points. Taking you out Look. of the equation, there was a scenario in which we said, "Pick the final score," and the issue was whether we were going by prices right rules or by the. You also had to have the right team because Dylan's score that he picked was the closest to being the right score, but he picked the wrong team winning. So some could argue that you're further away. Then uh, I think it was Micah at the time. And that led to one of you two losing. Let me just say this. As a make good for many things, I will not only wear the Cole Campbell headset, I will wear the Cole Campbell headset in my Arby's polo, my oversized Arby's polo. Will you pay off this bet when we debut this year's live streams on September 9th? If I can Amazon a headset here we'll in time. We'll handle logistics. We've oh, got plenty of time. We've got time, Dave. You've, you've seen what's happened with the uh, used car market, with the car chips. It's very difficult. There's a lot of there's a lot of things. China, you know. I don't know. Well, here at Too Much Dip, we don't have any issues with chip shortages. Right. It's Boom. called Too Much Dip. Wow. Yeah. Dude, KJ is the best in the business. Dippy would never. All right. Well, that's the dip line long overdue we need more calls like that more importantly let us know who your favorite team is as we go into this college football season i want to know where our allegiances lay yeah we have to adopt a uh, a team we we need to have a show team to follow because as we all know smu is going to be the best team that isn't uh as usual and nobody's here to argue with you know the viability of uh, Texas State as we go into the college football season. So we do need a big team to follow. Speaking of SMU, who's the former Texas quarterback who's playing, who's starting there now? Oh, okay. You know, we've set out on our own, and uh, oh. we no longer need the SEC to help us out. Very cool. Very cool. Um, but we're doing quite fine. In fact, if you wanted some high school recruitment news from SMU, we just signed a uh, four-star wide receiver whose nickname is Baby T.O., and does he do sit-ups in his driveway? He might as well, because you know. Is he a, is he a big fella? Big I'd lad? be worried if the kid was my pool boy because uh, I might need to find a new place to live uh, soon. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. You connect all the dots there. <laughs> what the hell? You gonna is he gonna be texting with your wife like you do with Sally? <laughs> <laughs> That's not a thread that I need to really unravel is that I'm talking Harry Potter with uh, Mrs. Young. Um, Why am I not in that conversation? I'm a Harry Potter guy. Everybody knows that about me. Well, okay, you're one of. You're not the original Harry Potter guy. I think that's the thread that's been established here. Go to King's Cross. One time, David. One time. Wow. Do you have a wand? 
Because I do. I've got the Elder Wand. Sitting at my desk at the office. Bring that bad boy up here if I ever went up there. <laughs> Let's talk more college football before we drag on too long here. Um, as Dylan alluded to earlier, there's we have football. Big Ten football. We have a Big Ten matchup this weekend. It's an actual game that counts. It's Nebraska versus Illinois. We also have a Hawaii versus UCLA, which I wish started was played in Hawaii. <laughs> Because mm-hmm. I, I would like for one of those games to end at 4 a.m. that I love so much. <laughs> In fact, I think it's like a 2 p.m. game. There is there is football, but it's going to be over by like 6 o'clock on Saturday. Okay. So be ready. Okay. Um, Nebraska, Illinois, and Hawaii, UCLA. You know, you could wake me up for a Chip Kelly Hawaii game and Scott Frost and uh, why is his name escaping me? From Mahia, Texas, former Chicago Bears head coach, Lovey Smith. Yes. With the fight in the lion eye. Oh, that's right. I'll watch. I will be. I will be it. Are you gonna tailgate and pregame like we just all described? You go to IHOP. Does this slate <laughs> lick a grand slam? <laughs> you will never see me tailgate or pregame or do anything for a Scott Frost game. <laughs> it's just. It's not. That would just feel like a, a wasted Saturday. You know, I got. I, you only get so many of those when you when you've got a kid, you know, a family here. So I'm, I'm I've got to save it. I, I'm not going to do it for Nebraska, for Nebraska, Illinois. Well, per tradition, uh, you know, if it is a Scott Frost game, you should probably go hide in the closet, and not listen uh, to anything that's happening in the other room. But you know, that's a very dark joke for anybody who knows Scott Frost's history. Um, oh my God! I will skip forward here to Lee Corso, who has uh, recently announced oh, we'll be man. back on set. At the ripe old age of 86 years old for college game day this year. Not returning. Maria Taylor, and they will not replace her this year. Are you happier Lee, to see Lee Corso back or sadder to see Maria Lee Taylor Corso, not Corso, it's like cringe. It's cringe TV for me at this point. I love Lee Corso, but the was it a stroke that he had several years ago? Well, like, very, some people say he still has a stroke. Very clearly affected his, like, motor skills and the way his brain functions and like every time he opens his mouth Herb Street is just ready to like pull the plug on him or something it's like it's so uncomfortable it's like watching your your grandfather at the dinner table like hope he didn't say something racist or something you know like it's one of those situations it feels like he could say yeah. just anything at any moment I love it's 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 called being 86 right <laughs> no no and you're absolutely right it's like watching like the the president of your country do a press conference or something okay <laughs> Plays both ways. Okay. That's fair. You mean current president. I appreciate that. We're fair and balanced here. Okay. Uh, yeah, um, I'm, I'm not a fan of Corsos. I'll, I'll just flat out say it. I, I like the headgear bit, but I think that far too often he will be fed lines and then will lean into his caricature more so than he will contribute for the rest of the show. And game day is not like something that I passionately love or care about, but I think they do a really real Reese Davis. Reese Davis is great. I think that, um, uh, Chris Fowler is great. I think that her curb street is great. David Pollock has really found his own and Desmond Howard is great. Like I don't need Lee Corso at all. Yeah. He's pretty much just the headgear bit at this mm-hmm. time. I think that's why they keep bringing him back is when they know that when he moves on, uh, so does the headgear thing. I, I don't think that's a tradition you can pass on to just anybody. I have a feeling that at one point they kind of uh, flirted with kind of handing that torch over to a certain somebody that I've mentioned already. I'm, I don't want the smoke, 
but uh, a certain punter from West Virginia who's a big name in the media world. Oh, no. I don't need that on stage he's, on a regular he's basis too obnoxious, either. man. I'm all for bits, but I need more. Yeah, yeah. They're going to replace him with, with uh, Tebow, aren't they? He needs a job. I think CBS has got him locked up for life. Like, if there's anyone who screams like, hey, I actually like Vern Lundquist, it's Tim Tebow. Can I ask this about uh, Maria Taylor? Mm-hmm. They're just not going to replace her. So what's – I'm trying to think who else they have uh, to step into that role. Uh, I think the – are you saying what other female personalities they have involved with college football? Uh, I think number two from a female personality standpoint for ESPN is uh, try to mix in a salad, sweetie. Um, one, uh, Kate K. McKinley. Mac, what's I don't know her name. It's like Kate McKinley or something like that, but she's blonde. Maybe McKinley? I'm uh, no, no, that's the SNL. SNL lady. Yeah. But the one who was very drunk and berated the tow truck attendant. Oh, is back doing sidelines like with their A squad or B squad. Yes. Okay. So yeah. Yeah, that's. I always enjoyed Maria Taylor's work. Like, so she'll be on NBC. So if you want to watch, I can't even think of uh, freaking what's the Notre Dame head coach's name. Notre Dame. Oh, uh, Brian Kelly. Thank you. I wanted to say Bill O'Brien over and over and over. Uh, it was a different guy who always looks like half of a yell away from a heart attack. Uh, but, yeah, I'm sure she'll be involved with him and, and Tariko, who proves constantly that cancel culture doesn't exist. Um, <laughs> coaches preseason top 25. I don't care about top 25 preseasons. I, I don't know yeah, why I, I put either. this on here. They don't matter. They change. Is, where's Texas? Is Texas on there? 20s. 17th, I want to say. Oh. Ooh, let's go. Uh, I, yeah, let's let's uh, actually. You know what? Uh, if, if I have it here, uh, others receiving votes. How about we spend the time there instead of the top of the list? Utah, first left out at 145 votes. Northwestern, Arizona State, Auburn, Liberty. That's a story to keep an eye on. BYU, TCU, and then Michigan. Uh, all the way down at just four people voting them into the top 25. SMU, Florida State only garnering one vote. Mississippi State and the fighting Mike Leeches with two votes. That is your college Big football. Big ups to Mac Brown and his North Carolina Tar Heels at nine preseason. Impressive. He's doing it, man. And stacking recruitment classes behind it for sure. The man can't. KJ, you mentioned Utah, and I was trying to figure out who ended up getting the starting job there. And I don't even know if that – because they've got Jaquindon. they got Duncanville's own Jaquindon, UT transfer. you got Cam Rising, people forget. And then you've also got Baylor's own Charlie Brewer, and grad I transfer. That's who got tabbed. Charlie Brewer. Is it Charlie? Okay. Uh huh. Brewer's little brother, Michael Brewer. No, I know. Charlie yeah. Brewer's been Baylor quarterback for a minute now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's a grad yeah. transfer Utah. For some reason, they've. They all went to Utah. Uh huh. You know, so Pac 12 okay. might have some firepower, but yeah, uh, I believe Charlie Brewer will be the starter there. Good for him. Fellow, want to talk some rowback? Let's talk rowback. I got mine. We got to give a shout out. I don't know if Dave's rolled backed up or not, but your boy is. Backer 20, let's get this off the top. Backer 20, if for a first time purchaser, will get you 20% off. Uh, look, hoodie season's coming up. They've sent us a few of their hoodies, and they are absolutely fantastic. Perfect for lounging, perfect for stepping out in the, in the cool air. Uh, their polos, of course, you know about their polos already. They, re- they release new designs all the time. 
They got some fresh ones that just hit. They're incredible. Uh, Dave and I wear their athletic tees pretty much daily to the gym. Love them. Uh, so soft. Moisture wicking, of course. Uh, their hats. Talk about how comfortable their hats are. I don't. I usually have one on, but I don't because I don't want to double up on rollback. Mine is in the car. Love it. Their hats are so comfortable. We love them. Again, backer 20 will get you 20% off your first purchase. Load up that cart because if you just buy one shirt and think you're going to just test it out and come back for more, you won't save 20% on your subsequent purchase. So load up that cart, get 20% off with backer 20. Can I add something to that real quick? We've talked a lot about tailgating and a lot of our listeners are right at that point where, you know, it's, it's kind of a reunion every year when you head back to tailgate, you probably didn't do many tailgates last year. You know, you need to be stepping out in your Saturday's finest. So hit a tailgate in a brand new uh, rowback polo because you're going to need a fit that can last a marathon day that starts in the gym and ends in a rowback. And on that note, they have a lot of college colored polos. Agreed. Look at the they're, absolute they peach. Have, they're cleverly named too to not give what I mean. You'll, you'll figure it out. But they're like there's a there's a crimson one obviously for Alabama. You know what the rowback is? Uh, I, well, I screwed this one up. The rowback spelled R E A U X B A C K. Is that what it's called for LSU? That see, is, that's see, crafty. Come on, that is crafty. Rowback. Backer 20 20 percent off first order. Let's talk some professional football. Dun, 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 dun. Mm. David, uh, did you watch episode two of Hard Knocks? I don't have it on the rundown, but I forgot to ask about this. Yes, I did. So did I. So you're all caught up as well? I am. Are you at all surprised or disappointed that the nation had to sit around and listen about Ezekiel Elliott's, as he termed it, gooch? Oh, the... That they led into an entire episode of premium television talking about Ezekiel Elliott's and him needing to hit him hit himself a little gold bond downstairs. Correct. Yeah. I mean, with this show, it's not surprising <laughs> that they'll, they'll, yeah, it's pretty unfiltered at this point. So it is fun to see the guys behind the scene kind of stuff and stuff that, you know, talk about on the practice field or whatnot. I have found this, uh, season of hard knocks, particularly boring. So I thought that was a nice, change of pace even if it is tank talk like okay that's fine uh and zeke's been zeke's been a kind of a highlight of this just because you get to hear his laugh and it is one of the it is the all like an all-time nfl laugh like the dude the dude is just on another planet machine gun laugh elliot one thing this episode gave us was uh they, they introduced us to the, the nice kid from the Ivory Coast, Kamara, I forgot his first name, mm-hmm. that America is inevitably, inevitably going to fall in love with, and then he's going to get cut right before they announce a 53-man roster, and we're all going to be devastated for the kid. Um, pulling for him. Don't think he has much of a shot, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, really sad, but he seems like a very, very likable guy, and he's got a, a pretty cool backstory. So I uh, can't wait to be devastated by that news. I am happy that, weeks. like, they, they hooked in the family. They had them on camera, gave them yeah. some shine time. Like, because then at very least, regardless of what he gets out of his career and or time with the Cowboys, yeah. you'll get your jersey, you'll get some photos, you'll get your screenshots of your games, maybe you'll have your game tape, and then that's it. Like, if that's where his career ended, that's it. But now he also has the video of his his mom and his sister on camera, like on HBO. Like, and that's a clip where they're a part of it. That's, it you know, cool. that's really special that it they, really they do is, that. Yeah. And uh, pulling for the kid. 
I think he will be a great, um, you know, trainer at uh, the athlete's choice or some cutting yeah. edge, get high school kids ready for the fall school here soon. Hey, do not write off the practice squad. Whenever, the practice squad they, is what I'm selling yeah. myself on. Uh, the narrator, they point out that he's uh, he's undersized, so his technique has to be perfect. And then in, they cut to a scene of him with very much less than perfect technique. Like, okay. Oh, man. Okay. It, <laughs> it looked like they had just lined up a wide receiver at the end. He like, did for the make first a play, time. though, that was uh, called back for a penalty. But he <laughs> did make a play. He's got something, but that something is going to be enough to land him an opportunity for the Calgary yeah. Roughnecks. <laughs> Juggernauts. Yeah, I, I used to know the cow. It's not the Flames, obviously. You know, I'm just an NHL guy. It's always top of mind. But whatever, Calgary's <laughs> stampede probably is probably appropriate. Um, but yeah, final week of preseason. Uh, I should also make another announcement here. Uh, your boy will be observing his first NFL game in the state of Texas. I mentioned last year my first and only NFL game has taken place in Seattle for a Seattle uh, Los Angeles Rams Thursday night football game, which was exceptional talk about football scenes like seattle was great but I'll, I'll be watching the final preseason game of the cowboys and the jaguars oh when, your boy when trevor lawrence rolls into town to stand on the sideline in his jersey and no shoulder pads because i miscalculated which game this was in the He's preseason not gonna it all it's the fourth game and this year they only had three games and traditionally you would have four and week three is like quote-unquote but- dress rehearsal game but publicly, like he hasn't won the job, right? Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm talking yeah, about what, what, for him what and Gardner Meyer is saying. He has yeah. not officially won the job. No, he has not. However, the drives, you know, uh, I it's think clear it's pretty that clear. He will Gardner Minshew is great. The, the Jaguars are in a much better situation when it comes to backup quarterbacks than the Cowboys are. Although Gardner Minshew did not also go to SMU in Texas. He is an exceptional quarterback. <laughs> he did go to Both. Mississippi State and, and Washington State. But right. uh, um, they're in a good position either way they are. I'd prefer them to rest Trevor Lawrence, but I think when it comes to ticket sales and everything else that he you've got to do for right? a team like that, he's not going to be out there, I don't think, next Sunday. Yeah. I'll, I'll be happy if he is. Um, you know, I've, I've been to two NFL games before. The okay. first one was uh, Redskins, Cowboys. Who? Sorry. The Washington football team. <laughs> The Cowboys, the starting quarterbacks in that game were John Kidna and Rex Grossman. Okay, so it was a, Florida. It was an atrocious football game. The next Dude, John Kidna is electric. The next game I watched in person was a uh, Super Bowl. This guy, Tom Brady, Tom Brady lost. More importantly, how was your experience at the U.S. U.S. Bank Stadium? Was it dope? Incredible. That's one stadium I actually do I feel want like, to go see. I feel like. AT&T Stadium could fit inside this one. It was so massive. Yeah, it really felt much, much bigger. I don't know how much bigger it is, or if it, even if it is, but the way it's laid out, yeah. it is unbelievably large. The footprint's, I don't think, bigger, but I think the because it's all like vertical facing on one yeah. side. I've driven around it, it and it, it looks awesome. More importantly, stadiums in downtown is what every city needs. Dallas does not have that. Yeah. So I'll be in Arlington. Um, David, you've been to plenty of NFL games, including AT&T Stadium. Shout out to friend of the show, Flounder. Any recommendations on any art that I should check out while uh, I'm at the stadium next weekend? I'm sorry. My, my Rhodes is in there losing it. Um, <laughs> dude, you got you to gotta go check out uh, the, uh, the exhibit at uh, AT&T Stadium. <laughs> uh, the, the Pit My Ride exhibit 
where they just have like the best that they've ever pimped. Like the 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 reptile tank in the Subaru, the skate park inside of the van. It's just the best, man. You got to check it out. You won't believe it. I I really do hope that any of our listeners that have absolutely no clue what we're talking about when we bring up these old MTV shows, like, you know, you're going to have a rainy Friday or Saturday when there's no sports on at some point. What is it? Paramount TV, I think has the old backlog. Like go treat yourself to a 30 minute clip of that. Don't go to YouTube and get the best of like, you've got to watch the full production so you can see, uh, whatever the guy they had stitching their tweed seats, like fully bring you into the emotion of pimping somebody's ride. Anyhow, we're off course here. So yeah, I'm going to the preseason game this Saturday or next Sunday. I'm sorry. One thing that's different this year than previous years is the NFL used to cut down gradually. And this is really what hard knocks was built upon. I think that's what's being missed from this season and last season is there are no cut downs. Teams are releasing players, but there's not a cut from 90 players to 74 to 65 to 53. It's like a gradual situation. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Now it's just 90 to 53 because of COVID. Like Uh, they were just saying, hey, we might have 10 people that can't play and don't get evaluated. We need to keep everybody around as long as possible. So now the 31st next week at 3 p.m., everybody will cut to 53 players um, and then save people for Ross or practice squad. But. That's, you know, the next big thing that actually matters for the NFL. Any opinions on uh, this firing squad of quarterback battle drama? If we want to do our best uh, around the horn slash PTI, just serving up debate for nobody's purpose. But it, I got to say it is kind of fun and it's making me watch a little bit of preseason football um, just because there are so many compelling quarterback. Uh, I, I don't know if they're comp. Some of them are real competitions. I don't. Some of them I don't think are. Um, but like Justin Fields, Andy Dalton. Like I follow a lot of Bears people on my TL, and just kind of seeing their real time reaction to Andy Dalton going, you know, three and out, you know, mm-hmm. uh, numerous times, and having like a one touchdown at the end of the half that like, uh, you know, uh, maybe that's enough to to justify him getting the starting the starting job. But it's just. It's been a lot of fun, and that's the one that I'm most uh, interested in. And I think, I think everybody wants uh, Fields, but uh, they're gonna get they're gonna get AD. They're gonna get the Dalt man. You think he's gonna start? Yes. Oh, yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that, and I don't think it's a bad thing. I, I feel like there are certain situations where I don't even say sitting will benefit the player, but I would say that maybe starting will will harm the players. Uh, uh, growth, especially in situations like with the Jaguars. I really wish it was Gardner Minshew that was getting rolled out there in front of a line that just isn't going to keep, you know, somebody like a franchise type player like Trevor Lawrence around, you know, upright. Same thing for Justin Fields. Um, so there's some value in, in, in hanging back for at least six games, maybe 10 games, and then rolling them out there when the games don't matter as much later in the year and you're already picking early for the following year. But I hope for Andy Dalton's sake, I mean, it's career over if he doesn't win the starting job or he's going to yeah. come back to Dallas. Uh, I'm, I've been watching the Mac Jones, Cam Newton situation too. That one's kind of interesting to me, I think, just because it's the Patriots and Bill Belichick and just see how he wants to play this one. Um, Cam, Cam Newton obviously didn't show us a ton last year. Um, 
they looked pretty. The game I've watched, I watched some of their game the other day, and they both looked fairly sharp in that one. Uh, so I'm watching that one, but I don't have I don't have much thoughts on. There was um, uh, Drew Locke. Or, yeah, Teddy Two Gloves. <laughs> yeah, Teddy Bridgewater. I, I, the little that I have seen of the Broncos, um, the both of them look have looked very good. It's a generic statement, but I don't know. I, I want Bridgewater to find a place that he's successful. I thought he was serviceable in Carolina. I get why you send a player like that away if you can get something out of it. Um but I also think that Drew Locke was a good quarterback or good enough to keep that job for uh, a few more years. It's not listed here, but Jameis is winning the – Oh, Jameis Taysom would be the other one. Is he not winning that job? He has to, right? If they start Taysom Hill he, – He's not a thrower. I mean, he he was a serviceable thrower in college. Now he's he's a dynamic athlete. I get it. But. We can follow this up with asking if uh, – well, it's not Jake Fromm, but who's the backup quarterback? Beeson? Uh, for the Colts, if it's going to be if Sam Ellinger will see any snaps in the first week, because if Wentz thinks he's going to be back in time, but let's say he's not, there's potential Big Sam is out there, uh-huh. and I think we both like jokingly thought like there's no way Sam Ellinger is playing like this year, but who knows? Uh, I did see a quote from Taysom Hill. I'm assuming it was real that he is. I think he said he wants to be the starter or he will, wants to leave. He's going to enter the which, transfer portal? Do what? Exactly. <laughs> Go be an H-back for a different team? Like, what does he want to do? Utility guy, man. You got He's a five-tool player, Dylan. You got to understand that. Okay. So do you think that uh, Sean Payton's found himself with uh, Cliff Kingsbury and uh, um, Kevin Sumlin's situation where you just got you know too many quarterbacks? Not enough yeah. Uh, not enough balls to go around. True, man. Just too many, too much talent. Well, some are saying that's what SMU's find themselves in a situation about. Anyways, Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey Lance. I did see Trey Lance had a decent game after a rough start last night. I don't see the rush. You're stuck paying Jimmy Garoppolo $30, $40 million, Although, I think it's like September 1st where like the difference in them having $30 million um, committed to the cap versus having to pay that money out. If they were to cut and or trade Jimmy Garoppolo before uh, that deadline, it might be October 1st. Again, forgive me, I don't know the exact date, but they would save themselves an actual money being committed to the player that they have to pay for versus just money that they can't spend. And, you know, after a year where revenue was just as high as ever because of TV, but, you know, they ain't trying to spend extra money that they didn't get tickets for last year. Dude, and shout out to Mitch T. Trubisky, dude. He looked pretty good in that Bills offense, man. I was pretty excited for him. Yeah. Where's Jake Fromm going to end up? Because <laughs> Jake Great Fromm point. is there. Get it. <laughs> okay. You did a State Farm. You're not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you are. Are you? <laughs> Absolutely. <clears throat> okay. The next slot on our uh, rundown was just waiting to be built out with all types of insight and good content because your boy has just been dialed in to so much baseball. In fact, I watched like five innings of a Rays-White Sox game the other day. Um, continue to try to watch a single Rangers inning. Sorry, just not available to me. And lo and behold, they're not on any national. You're missing nothing, KJ. <laughs> national I promise games. you. But what I do really want to watch is more San Francisco Giants. Why is that? 
it is blowing me away the fact that a team that, you know, uh, I don't know that ever had any hatred for them because 10 Lynn Lights Akeem uh, was such <laughs> a likable player and Buster Posey was such a likable player that when they were beating the Rangers back in the early 10s, whatever you call that, in 2012 and 14. 2011 World Series. Is it 11? 11 in 2013 that they won? Because they won like opposite years. Or every other year, whatever it was. Anyway, I believe they beat the Rangers in 2010 or 2011. Yeah, whatever it was. I think it's 10 and 12 that the Giants won. I'm, I'm, I'm almost positive there. When they were winning, um, they had likable players. Plus, I've always been uh, team more bombs from Barry Bonds. Uh, and they've got a dope-ass stadium. So the Giants were an easy team to like, kind of be like, that's cool. And then they fell off the map. And they've still got some players. Buster Posey still plays for the Giants. He's been injured this year um, or had surgery. Uh, but they are just dominating when they were picked to be, like, last in their division. Uh, I don't know how that projects to, like, play out when they're in the playoffs against, I don't know, you pick an NL team. Uh, the Pirates won't be there, only in the video game. Mets, maybe. The Padres, if they can get their shit together. The Padres just fired Dude, the Mets are tanking. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the – I'm sorry, I'm just, it's completely blanking, but I think that's the Padres I'm saying, I think I was going to say, have just been shit in the bed uh, coming out of the All-Star break. But the Giants, again, picked to be last in their division. They're almost leading the NL in wins. Maybe they are. Uh, have been absolutely electric with a lot of young players, and they're hitting a lot of homers, which in that stadium, it's cool to see people jump out into the freaking water. One of the best stadiums in the, in the country, for sure. <sighs> again, the regionalization of baseball keeps me – general casual day tripper fan from being able to be like hey i'll come watch uh again insert giants players name right here just play for a few innings (laughs) (laughs) just name one single player (laughs) tim uh tim lentzakiam as you said (laughs) people are gonna think you were serious and they're gonna be like okay that's i'm I'm done i'm finally done with this pod KJ just ruined it. You know the player, or not the player, the person that's going to come at me the hardest for that, you know, whatever, phrasing, is uh, our buddy Jack from the Bay from Napa, old Napa Jack. Big Giants fan, so shout out to him. Jack Uh, Joso? Exactly, there you go. I was going to allow you to try to nail that last name because I didn't have it in the bag. The wine guy. Anything else before we get some partying in? Anyone else have any baseball thoughts? No, Yankees are good, Astros are good. No. Play more uh, games I'm, than corn. I'm riding with the Yankees. Let's go. Randy. Let's party. Maybe we'll go South see Siders. some White Sox games uh, in person here soon. Who knows? Who knows? Keep an eye out. Hmm. Is it party time already? You know, a little, maybe a little darty. Do a little darty here. Bryson. That boy, Bryson. How did I miss this? Well... It's probably because the only news I saw about him, aside from uh, him being a big Cole Beasley fan when it comes to uh, curiosity about you know, any FDA-approved vaccines, is that he also like broke a PGA record or matched a PGA record on Friday like, by shooting a 64. So this completely flew under my radar that he announced he will be competing in the upcoming World Long Drive, long, wow, long drive Championship. He's going to get dusted, right? Do you no think chance. he would be beat worse in the long jive championship or the long drive championship. I don't want to address the first one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go there. But uh, he doesn't have a chance, does he? What is he doing? Uh, Maybe he does. I don't fucking know. 
David, you're our sports science I'm expert with this here. Swing. What's wild? Uh, this is the days after the wow, wow, days after the Ryder Cup. Like the following day, he would be entering into the Long Drive Championship. Man, Eddie's coming through so loud on my end. Uh, I've got it down on this side. You're fine. It's 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 <laughs> okay. Good. Volume. You're good. I think. Uh, I mean, so he he presumably will have a longer driver, like whatever they allow. I think this is going to be fun. I'm kind of glad it's happening. I don't really care how it pre- – I don't really think it's going to affect this Ryder Cup one way or the other. Um, I don't know. I'll, I will absolutely watch. Uh, he's not going to win. There's no way. And I'm, I, I cannot wait to see – he's going to have just some all-time bad quotes. I cannot wait. You, yeah, I'm absolutely going to watch. So this is a good a good play for the the World Long Drive Championship people, whoever they are. Uh, well, one of them I will certainly be watching, and that is Troy Mullins. Golf World Ooh. needs more Troy Mullins. Um, one of the best female long drive uh, competitors. I'm just shocked that this is uh, going to be in Vegas or just outside of Vegas, and it's not at like Windstar as they usually are. Like, I feel like the long drive championship kind of gets the Johnsonville like cornhole circuit, like the same places like, Oh, welcome yeah. to the Biloxi <laughs> uh, riverboat casino. Win. <laughs> we're going to hit some balls out into the water off the general Lee front porch. Like it's always some tie in. I don't know. Once and upon so- a time, I got to uh, film a little video with Jamie Sedlowski, former long drive okay. champion. And just to watch that dude, uh, the speed that guy has and to watch the ball take off was truly one of the coolest things I've gotten to witness up close. More of a Kyle Berkshire Shire guy. That's <laughs> that guy's absolutely said. electric. That's the guy who UNT like, zone. He looks like a PFT commenter, right? That guy? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I will defer to you too. Long hair. Okay. Long hair dude. I was about to completely <clears throat> embarrass myself on not knowing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I Berkshire I think is a guy that like literally swings out of his shoes almost like to the sides of his, he his does. Shoes. Uh, he he yes. rocks. He rocks back and forth to, to start his swing. That's it. That's the thing. Yeah, and he's not a big guy. Neither is uh, Selowski. Actually, he's like five ten. But man, got some twerk in him. David, do you want to uh, explain to us what this next thing is all about? Because when I see Toto and I see insider training, trading, uh, and it has nothing to do with Africa. I don't want any part of it. So, wow, that was a stretch. Well, no, that's good. I'm glad you did it. Um, yeah, so we've got a little F1 insider trading scandal uh, emerging. It's still details are still uh, sketchy, but looks like Toto and Stroll might have gotten in. I know. So Toto got some shares of Aston Martin, and now they're being investigated on like what he knew. And then you have Lawrence Stroll who owned. I don't know. It's a lot. I have not jumped into it, but it is gonna. It is exactly what F one needed to become just more compelling. It's just just some good white collar crime. Uh, well, we didn't mention it earlier, but F one will be back after I believe a three and a half week break. Where they're racing, who knows? But they will not be racing in Japan. Um, stolen bit, stolen valor. Rumor that Austin might get that second race. <laughs> it could be because they'll be in Austin uh, right after that on the schedule. So they might just yeah. They've known this was a potential option since the Olympics had a lot of COVID talk. Um, That was poorly said. But they knew that they were going to likely have to look elsewhere. So I'm sure they have somewhere. This will be in uh, Tobes? Uh, October, October, yes, yes, yes. There's too much happening in October, man. they got to spread it out. It's just not, yeah. 
mostly my birthday and everything else. Mine too. And the Tobes. Spooky season. Okay, and spooky season. Way to try to cuck our birthdays. NACL. Maybe that's the gift you're giving us for a birthday. NACL. Anyhow, college football's next week, or in kind of this weekend, but uh, really next week. NFL's in two weeks. That means high school football. David is back this week. Guys, it's finally here. We've got Duncanville. We've got Mater D, California Zone, the best team in the country. Allegedly, coming to Duncanville, Texas. It's going to be on Flow Sports. I don't know what that is. I do kind of know. I've never watched anything on it, but I think it's actually a pretty good platform. If Look, there's probably a number of people listening that uh, follow big programs, D1 programs that are, you know, big, big-time powers. And if you want to see some of the recruits, this is a game to watch them because there will be many on both sides Good people on both sides is what I'm saying. So check it out. <laughs> uh, Dylan, um, uh, this gives me an opportunity to bring up one unrelated thing altogether. Sparks a fan of uh, the series Cars, the Pixar movie series Cars. Um, has seen them. Don't think he's uh, necessarily a fan. Okay, fair. Yeah, uh, I, I saw, I guess, number two for the first time, uh, and, and and did learn that Larry the Cable Guy's character in that is is Mater. Mater. Um, which maybe that's why David was calling it Mater. I have always thought it was modern day, but I could be wrong. It, it absolutely is modern. It day. could be. Yeah, be it could okay. be Mater D. Somebody else will correct me here. Uh, I, I don't think that I've always it will said be. that Dave and uh, Larry the Cable Guy ride in the same wave. So. <laughs> oh, modern, modern D, look at me. I'm from Austin, Texas, everyone. Hey, not D. It's not D. Let me get my tea. I'm just trying to save his replies. Hey, but hey, you know what? You know, you do you, I guess. Oh, goodness. Uh, I do like that Duncanville's done this back-to-back years. They didn't win last year, but bringing it national powerhouses, being willing to play whomever, um, and playing schools that recruit, you know, High school football's back. We mentioned John Kitna earlier. John Kitna's head coach at Burleson High School. Um, you know, hmm. they look to be doing all right. Had the gall to have this. And let me say this: at 10 p.m. Ridiculous. Anyway, come on. Hey, and if you're if you're in Texas and you're interested, uh, a couple of schools to follow that are playing each other. Uh, South Lake Carroll is playing Highland Park, which are two like these kids. Man, it's it's tough for them. Tough upbringings. So it's really cool to see them get together in like a big game in Texas. Of so course, shout out like to them. Not, not featuring Quinn Ewers. There you go. No Quinn Ewers. He abandoned his. He abandoned his boys. I've abandoned my boy. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So college or high school football's back. Um, one thing that I asked for last year, I don't think that we got good in, good insight on. When we do talk high school football, I know not everybody's going to care about niche high school cool schools only in Texas. If you have a tie to or have cool high school football stories that are going on in other states, I certainly would like to know about them. You know, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not quite at the age to just sit at a barber shop and then talk the local high school football, but it's about what David and I's texts look like half the time, just random high school football niche references. So send them over. And that concludes our sports party. Should we run it back real Let's quick? Let's run it back before we uh, get out of here. Yeah, if, be a quickie, uh, a fun, a fun and a quickie. If, if we can find it, here we go. All right, it is time to run it back, which is a segment during which we talked about what we already talked about. Tridel's love them some au jus sauce. I don't quite remember the context of that one. The Lions fan base is at one currently. Will DeFreeze. 
Bill's Mafia is in trouble on the heels of the Milk Crate Challenge. Dave goes to IHOP during his dream college game day scenario. <laughs> KJ hits, buys, and tries during his dream college game day scenario. Welcome all comers. Someone is wearing a Cole Campbell headset for an episode. Lee Corso and President Joe Biden are riding the same wave. Dylan's two NFL games he witnessed live featured Rex Grossman versus John Kitna, and then the Super Bowl. Quite the contrast there. And that concludes Fair. Run It Back. Well done, sir. Well done. That does make me look forward to uh, the Army-Navy game just to see if like we can get a turnover. And usually when players are running down the sideline, my least favorite thing in football is when you have someone on the sideline directing them which way to run. You know, maybe old Joe will just be like, thumbs up and like pointing in the wrong direction. That's something. Yeah, it's a bad joke. Anyway, let's get out of here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anything else? Today, you know, there we go. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We're still running it back. we got to go over here. Stop this button. Get out of here. There it is. There it is. Later. I'm just saying.